Hey guys, welcome to another episode. I think it's the second episode, if I am correct, of uh, Men Unmasked, where we tackle any and we chat about any issues where we related to to what men are struggling through at this particular time. And uh, once again, I'm, I'm pleased to be joined with, by the guys. Uh, this time we have one more edition. Uh, Johnson, welcome to the team. Hey, pleasure being here. Uh, and the rest of you, how have you guys been? I've been good. Uh, it's been a great, great week actually uh, for me. Um, work has been productive, but I think the actually the more exciting thing for me personally was just spending time uh, going through the Book of Job in the Bible this time around. I think that, and it gave me a completely different perspective. You know, we tend to think about Job as a piece where we talk about suffering, but I think. Uh, I spent a little bit more time thinking about wisdom this time around and actually trying to understand what was, you know, God's view of justice and the kind of uh, discussion that was taking place around man's understanding of God and what God was actually trying to reveal. So the concept of wisdom and looking at it through the book of Job was actually quite, quite revealing. So that was a good, good part of the week. Well, it's quite a deep point to start a conversation on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know me, the deep thinker, right? <laughs> Right, how about you, Stephen? Had a good week? Yeah, very good. Um, I'm actually really excited about uh, the today's topic. Uh, although I am excited uh, for maybe future discussions about the Book of Job and God's justice and wisdom. But uh, yeah, really excited to explore today's topic. Wonderful, um, wonderful. I think if, uh, if we could just start off things here. Um, growing up, right? Was there any kind of uh, male role model that you've had that's like shaped your idea of what manhood should be or is like uh, in the playground or, you know, grow in the classroom or wherever, like what is your go-to guy that you would always look at and say, like, I want to emulate this guy in, in what I'm doing. Let's, uh, let's start there with you, Dev. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I, I think without uh, just trying to make this a little bit of a cliche, but clearly, of course, the first first model was always my was my dad. Um, and I think uh, the aspects of that that actually came true uh, later on in my own character sort of thing were around actually more about just being disciplined and task oriented around things. Um, so that, that spent most of his time at work, um, right? Um, and we, when he came back home, there was, you know, it, we, we had great fun, uh, obviously, but, you know, there was a lot more of the discipline. So he was more of the disciplinarian in the family. His mom was, you know, the, being the teacher, she was the nurturer, I guess, uh, although she wielded the rotan in the same way. But, uh, but yeah, no, so I think I think my dad obviously from the more early and then uh, late stage as well. But uh, along the way, I think uh, the the things that sh I, I guess shaped me directly were more from the books I read, maybe. Uh, and I think that's just because I I'm more cognitively inclined, maybe, <laughs> and I. 
so what I read, like, and there were a lot of Indian authors, particularly uh, at the time, Vikram Seth, uh, a few others who, who I think shaped my view in terms of how I could challenge my worldview. And so the role models that helped me uh, reframe things, right? And I kept challenging the way I thought about things, uh, which is what I appreciated from the books that I had access to, uh, mom had in the library, my cousins had access to as well. Um, and we didn't have the Google it <laughs> type framework right at that time. Uh, so yeah, I think those, those were the, and the, the male models and that were about, about the ability to just see the world differently, right? And look at the world through new eyes. Uh, there was of course the, the spiritual side of things as well. There were a couple of uh, close family friends who were good spiritual mentors um, who opened uh, my views in terms of how I should think about the gospel uh, and also sort of uh, how I could deal with some of the personal challenges that I guess that I was, that I didn't feel comfortable uh, discussing with my my parents, I guess, at that time, mainly because I felt that I was disappointed. Right. I think that's one of the biggest things, eh? is we always try to um, find the affirmation in the parents, right? The, the disappointments are something we try and, you know, stay away from as much as what we can when it comes yeah. to our parents. Sure. That's like in many ways, just disappointing the parent was more of a, a punishment than the actual <laughs> whacking oh, man, that you yeah. get. <laughs> yeah, you imagine the behavioral changes in yourself. I mean, just looking back at it, the things you do just to avoid that. My goodness, I agree. Like, <laughs> something we need to be able to change, you know, just to be able to have those authentic conversations, but and not feel, which is what I'm trying to do with my my kids now. Uh, and in some ways, it's good that the current environment allows them to be more open. Right, because they naturally share everything now. So mm. they they will confront you straight away, right? About, you know, it could be things about, you, you don't have to have the birds and bees conversation as though you have to initiate it. <laughs> they, they initiate it themselves. <laughs> and then you're, I'm getting into a situation where, okay, okay now, what do I say? <laughs> that, that's an experience that I'm, I, I fear. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I ever yeah. become a parent. Uh, I was going to say, you haven't had the birds and bees talk chat with your dad yet? <laughs> <laughs> that's a different type of fear yeah it's on the other end yeah but Stephen, what, what, what are your what are your role model uh mine's gonna be a little more uh maybe like stereotypical a huge movie watcher growing up and so a lot of my role models um was i'd say from like from young to like my my teens was um every all the all the male protagonists in movies right so the typical ones like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, Predator. Like the image that comes to mind is when, uh, when uh, they introduce the characters and it's him and his friend and it goes um, and they clasp hands and flex their biceps as they say like, uh, Dulon! <laughs> yeah. And then they flex. You and, son of a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, or, or even like even even the more uh, um, traditional types, like even like James Bond, a huge like James ba James Bond fan from like Doctor No, all the way up to from like Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and I I think we all know like um, that's clearly not the well it, it may be an accurate representation of 
of what a a role model man is during that time, right? But it's definitely changed today. I mean, some of the things that that was like really highlighted to me, like growing up, of what uh, of like of what that man represented was like first, like muscles, like you have to have uh huge muscles, um, and uh, you also you also can't talk about your feelings uh, to other guys. So, so what, one thing like, um, uh, one thing a friend noticed, um, I think it was this Bruce Willis movie, Tears of the Sun. Oh. And, um, and it's about like, uh, Bruce Willis is like a special ops operative and he's rescuing um, refugees or something from a, from a dictator, a warlord chasing them. And he has his special ops team as well. Um, and in the end, all, it's all really masculine, masculine. And my friend noticed that it's only at the end of the movie when he's in the helicopter with the with one of the, one of the females, uh, female heroines there, um, that he like he lays in her arms and then starts crying. And it was like to me that was like okay, like you can't talk about feelings to your brothers, your men around you who you die and and uh, um, and live with and fight against, uh, fight with, um, but. But when it comes to women, it's like oh, okay, but like maybe you can talk about feelings, but still, it's not a very, um, it's not a very um, glorifying way of what a man is, right? It's like a a man who's hurt and injured in in a woman's arms, and it wasn't like they celebrated in in the movie. So a lot of it was like men don't men don't talk about feelings with each other; they talk about um, accomplishments or they flex muscles and talk about like who has the bigger gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Johnson? Oh, well, I mean, obviously, the words of Nelson Mandela shaped my... Uh, the formation of a man is... Uh, is what right. I would like to say. <laughs> oh, okay. But, <laughs> I was just starting but, to wonder, how are we friends? <laughs> yeah, you know, the tolerance in light of adversity. Whoa. You know, in... in, in... <laughs> No, um, I, I think very clearly in just reflecting on my life when I was much younger and seeing how I had behaved, um, I think it's very similar to, to Stephen, you know, where um, I, I think my dad came from a background as well who, where uh, he needed to be tough, you know, and, and, and because he passed away early as well, um, I didn't, I think he passed away before I was at the age where we could, we could really have man-to-man conversation and really understand him. Uh, as a person so um, many times I, I live vicariously through the stories that are being told uh, or the, of the things he's done he's done before you know and so a lot of times um, you hear stories about how my dad was um, a sportsman and he, he competed in, in many different things you know and, and so many times like that's kind of where I I I, uh, I saw my significance as a man you know who can run faster who can lift heavier you know yeah, who can have bigger biceps? Um, and, and because there wasn't a very clear male figure in my life, uh, then very easily I was drawn to whatever I had, I, I watched, you know, so Rambo, um, 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando, uh, in Predator, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, look, watching WWE, The Rock, you know, and, and a funny story, I mean, when you, when you, when you ask me, when, when this question is being answered, you know, who is the real, mo- uh, your, your male role model, 
I can't deny this, you know, even how you uh, resolve conflict is emulated. By... <laughs> <The> pile driver. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no. And so, and so the rock used to trash talk his, uh, his opponents or his enemies, right? right? You know, someone, so someone would, he would ask a question, you know, what do you think about this? And the guy's halfway saying, it doesn't matter what you think about it. <laughs> and he goes into, into his whole spiel, stick it right up, you candy ass. You know, <laughs> I, I literally did that. I literally did that when I was 12 uh, to someone who was bullying my uh, younger brother, Hans. <laughs> um, I have to say back then, it felt really cool. You know, but I, I look back and some days I take cold showers when I have this memory. It's, it's just, just so cringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. But it's interesting to hear the perspectives though, because I'm actually, I, I fall into both categories. Um, like growing up, my, my father's like, like Dev, you know, is, he also worked very hard. So he'd go very early in the morning, he's off to work and then he comes back in the evening. Then he spends some family time. Sometimes he'll do his like uh, work in the garage. He's very technically minded. Uh, great work with his hands. Um, I'm like the complete opposite. <laughs> I'm far more theoretical. I'm far <laughs> not that great with the hands. So I didn't get much time to spend at that when he goes into his garage, which was like his man cave. But uh, my family dynamic is like when my parents go bath, they go bath together. We have the actual baths, not like the showers here in Malaysia. Um, so they go bath together. But my mom is like, like super choleric in a way. It's like she cannot waste time. She's, the, the bath is there to get clean. She'll go wash, bath everything. Boom. And she's out again. And she's going to do something else. My father, at the end of the day, he likes to lie down in the warm water, relax, <laughs> You know, let the, the, let the day soak away kind of thing. So I always had it at that particular time. It's like whenever I had a struggle or anything like that, that I was, I was trying to work through, then it was always an open uh, or an available time for me. I would go in at that time. And then I would like sit on the toilet, <laughs> not actually uh, using the toilet, but just sitting on the toilet. Uh, and then I'd be able, he would be very open and I could chat about anything. You know, and I could get glean the, the wisdom was being passed down from father to son during those times. So that's something I've always been very, very thankful for is that uh, my father was very approachable at that time. And he was very open um, to a degree, very vulnerable. Um, I wouldn't say vulnerable by today's standards, but by, by the back then standards, it was, it was pretty vulnerable. Um, but he would always be honest with me and, and talk through the things. So I, was, I had that opportunity. So that, that was like a great role model for, in shaping me. But then why I laughed so earlier at Johnson's uh, mentions is uh, when I was in high school, uh, we went through a bit of turmoil where we got into very uh, a large scale group fights, uh, like one faction against another faction. And then it got to such a stage where the teachers actually locked themselves up in the staff room. They didn't want to come out. Um, and the police came to our, our school. Wow. Um, so yeah, it got quite big. But uh, what was thereafter is... Uh, the school arranged for a psychologist to come. And then uh, some of us were handpicked to go and sit down with the uh, psychologist. And I was sitting there and, and he actually asked me one of these questions like, who is your role model? And at the time it goes with same timing as, as Johnson. I replied, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> so the guy didn't take the answer very well. Cause he's like, you know, he's coming here to talk about 
these kids that are, are fighting and then you come your role model as somebody who's like playing a fighter <laughs> on <sport>. tv <laughs> exactly <laughs> you tick the box this is why you're sitting in, in, in constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah no this is the right one he sent us the right one um so i came in and i saw like when i said it the, the guy's like mm. i said well yeah she's like why uh jean-claude van damme and i said well, you know, he, he, he's pretty good with the way that he carries himself. You see, he respects some people here. And, you know, if there's anything goes wrong, he, he fixes it by, you know, blood sport. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's like, oh, he, you know, he finds it very disconcerting that I would choose like somebody like Jean-Claude Van Damme as your, your role model over somebody like, um, uh, uh, and I remember on the day, he said, uh, somebody like uh, Prince Charles. You know, somebody's dignified and everything. I was like, right. So you have an issue with me taking somebody who who's, who will uh, uh, um, sort somebody out physically for doing something wrong, but you want me to go and emulate somebody who steps out in his wife and uh, cheats on her with somebody else. That's okay in your book. Oh, and then the, the psychologist was so quiet for a few minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Would you like to step outside? <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you John Club and uh, it's interesting that you guys are all physically oriented, right? Because I think um, you know, from a movie perspective, I just thinking about it as we we're talking, uh, the movies that affected me more <clears throat> the so uh, I love James Bond as well, but it was the debonair character, not the womanizing bit or the and of course the spy bit and the whole action bit but the so there was the Fred Astaire the Clark Gables you know that that whole being a sort of romanticist at heart right that that was what really affected me and so in I was a I guess a late bloomer from the perspective of having a girlfriend I only really had a serious relationship when I was in university but uh, but all the girls I was friends with uh, you know I always had deep and meaningful discussions with them and you know my mom would be like and at those days you know don't have mobile phones nothing else you know you're you're on the phone right <laughs> talking on the phone for two hours right uh, and yeah and that sort of chagrin of my brothers who would also want to get a hold of the phone but uh but yeah no th those kind of models i guess shaped also my my thinking right i i felt that there was this romantic appeal that a man should have right that, that the kind of role that you should play to, to woo your the the woman right uh so that was that was that was an interesting thing like just thought i'll add it into the conversation no, it's good to add in because it shows the diversity of this conversation i mean granted here we are quite uh, <clears throat> unanimous in the uh the physical <laughs> heroes that, <laughs> <laughs> that we, mine was more kung, mine was more kung yeah. fu movies yeah. <laughs> but it's good to show because uh, i mean <clears throat> i think that's that's one of the greatest things about it is that you know uh, we try to categorize everything, man, woman, da, 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 however they want to break it up. But within those categories, I mean, men themselves are very diverse. Mm, uh, I, I'm, while uh, Johnson yeah. and, and Stephen and myself, we might share those same uh, heroes growing up, uh, character-wise and, and things, you know, we are still very different. We still got a, a big uh, difference in background. Uh, we all come from three different countries, you know. So it, it's, it's very interesting, like the things that actually unite us in this way, but to know that there's such diversity, 
within the men themselves. And I think this diversity actually needs to be celebrated too. And uh, funny that I should say that is like, because actually this week I, I found out for the first time, uh, even though it's been running for something like 21 years or whatever, I found out that this past week, I think it's the 19th of November is actually International Men's Day. Uh, did you guys even know, know that that existed? <laughs> I didn't okay, really think I, about it. I, I don't feel so really bad anymore. Think about it until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know about it until this year and and this this November nineteenth that it, <laughs> someone it, it wasn't it wasn't even uh, um, another guy brought it up. It was my sister who said, "Oh, you know, Happy International Men's Day." It's like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt like it was most- just made up. <laughs> Just yeah, I thought about Mo- yeah. The only thing I knew was about November. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. You know, this little bit of growth that's on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this this International Men's Day. So first, I was confused. Then I was like, uh, actually, a little sad. Like, why did I not know about this? Do I get a gift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, you know. I I think we need to to look into this a little more. And. Uh, but the more I started thinking about it, the more I was actually starting to see that there might be value in a day like this. I mean, how do you guys, you know, as men, how do you feel about having a day like this dedicated, I mean, towards men, like focused entirely on men? I mean, how do you feel, uh, as I said, how do you feel as a man? I Well, I think, I think there's one side, which is... Um, Potentially that uh, there are maybe too many official days <laughs> in the calendar. There's there's a day for everything, um, but you know. But you know, as you asked that question, I was thinking as well. Like, well, well, we have Mother's Day, we have Father's Day, and and on the days that we do keep special, um, it is a a great opportunity um, to celebrate as well as to raise a raise a discussion on on these things um and and in this case for about men um most of the the guys that i've asked after i found out it was international men's day um when i when i asked did you know and uh you know was there anything you wanted to like anything that was brought up or you want to talk about they're like oh i don't care i don't care and I think that almost reflects um, how our society feels about um, about these sort of days, um, and, and especially for about a men's day. I mean, um, we have so many days for so many things, and normally my social media is flooded, so it might be the most randomest thing, like um, uh, you know, uh, let uh, let's say for example, still very important, uh, you know potentially refugee day and my social media will I generally see a lot of posts about raising awareness about uh, refugees but when it comes to this international men's day which has apparently been going on for for um you know 21 years 21 Uh, years uh, officially i saw maybe one post uh raising some awareness about um some issues that that men are dealing with because of international men's day but other than that it was it was nothing else you and and that's really surprising to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, no no 
Yeah, so I, I think when it when it first came up, you know, first of all, I say, is there really such a day, you know, and and I didn't really, I, I didn't know how to feel about it, you know, and and after after, you know, realizing that that this is actually a real thing, I felt like, you know, is it really necessary? You know, do I do I need it as a man? Do I feel any more affirmed or any more acknowledged? Um, but that's when I realized that that's the issue. <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're so used, I suppose, you know, sometimes as, as men to say, you know, it's, it's just in a normal day's work, you know, you don't need to really thank me. You know, I'm just, I'm just being a man, you know, but I think that's where the issue is, you know, where actually there are, there should be uh, times put aside to, to, to take a pause and say, hey, you know, um, men, um, are worth celebrating you know there is your unique quality and, and 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 things that that men can actually bring you know so it's just catching myself and reflecting on this and, and just thinking how you know um, other men would feel about it you know but then that uh, made me question you know what exactly are we celebrating about men you know because I, I think it's so it's being a man is something that we all feel like we understand but if you think a little more deeply about it, you realize that we, we may not know what exactly does that mean? You know, what are we celebrating? And then it made me also question, you know, if, okay, you know, now that we know that they exist, how do we maximize it? You know, how, how could we best uh, celebrate this and, and, and make a positive impact, you know, which I, I really want to explore uh, here today. Right, uh, Dev, you're saying something? Yeah, no, so, you know, in, in the context of uh, a day to uh, validate, recognize, celebrate men, right? I know I've always thought about it. I think when the first thing that came to mind was sort of like, look, there's so many social injustices that exist out there, right? Now, do we really need to sort of dilute that? conversation by suddenly putting something else up to, to uh, you know to talk about or to, to make start making noise about uh, when you know we've got to be able to deal with gender violence we've got to be able to deal with poverty let's you know deal with those big issues right out there but I think you know again in the context of what you know what got us started I guess wanting to have this discussion amongst the four of us which was really about how do we, if we don't, if we aren't certain about our own identity, right, then how do we actually start doing something useful in the context of the world we're going to live in? How do we become a useful citizen? If we can't even figure out what that means for, for ourselves. And, and I was just thinking, so where would that, so obviously Father's Day means something important in the context of, uh, or in my context, because I, I've got a family. So I guess that would, it would have been the occasion to celebrate, but I guess there are, <laughs> uh, there are lots of men who are not fathers, right? And so the, and, and I've always, you know, thinking through this, I always thought that Father's Day would be a men's day anyway, right? Just, just generally, and that's how it's always been thought, thought about in the, in my church context, for example, or in other friends. So for people who are not fathers, they'll be celebrated as well. Um, but I think this point about if you a, a celebration is important if you're going to 
sort of identify what is it that you hope for, what is the, what are the things you treasure, right? And bringing it out there because that allows everybody to converge and come together on something that they feel is important rather than just addressing it from a social injustices point of view, right? Is that men are not being treated well and those sort of things, but it's really celebrating the, the role models, you know, the things that we talked about earlier, right? Who's speaking truth into our lives and how do we then take that forward with others around us? I think that's that's what I'd like to see, I think, in terms of if we were going to have a conversation around International Men's Day, it'd be that sort of conversation, right? And maybe how does it feed into uh, little groups like ours, like brotherhoods that come together to actually support and encourage each other to move forward? You know, particularly in the context of what we're discussing around authentic manhood, right? Yeah, uh, I think if I can add to all of that as well as, as um, I think, you know, like we, we live busy lives, you know, we all go out, we all work, we all get caught up in whatever we're doing. Um, then you're caught up in your work, you're caught up in whatever your social life is thereafter. And it's just like, there's just this ongoing snowball that just keeps happening and happening and happening. So I find like, a, like taking a day out just to remind yourself about, uh, or appreciating that, um, how can I say it's just taking a day to reset your priorities to really look, okay, what is happening as a man? What are the characteristics that I can celebrate? Like Johnson is putting, are there actually characteristics that I'm uh, displaying that I can celebrate or, you know, what have I actually been doing <laughs> and taking it from there. Then further to that is I started feeling is that, you know, we talk about social injustices and all these kinds of things. Um, but who is is driving those social injustices? You know, the you know the the the, the organisations to combat them, these kinds of things. It's people. So whether we take a day out to celebrate Women's Day or take a day out to celebrate Men's Day, you know, just to to help, whether it's whatever the man needs at that time, whether it's just a, a time out, whether it's affirmation, whether it's recognition, um, whatever it is. But I find it's like. It's, it, there's no harm in uh, celebrating the good characteristics of, of the man when that can play a part in all the other parts. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like men and women are like, uh, it's like one of the foundation things. From there, everything else is built upon. The work that we do, um, the organizations we support, all those kinds of things. So I find it's like for myself, I, I really... I thought it's like it's quite a good thing to to take a day out and just to to focus and celebrate, but it's, it's I mean as we'll probably discuss this in more detail as we go along. But I find it's like how you celebrate it and what exactly you celebrate it is 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 very important. I find having the day yeah. is very beneficial, but what do you do on the day or how do you actually celebrate? So <clears throat> I went to the actual website because <laughs> as bad as I am that and I did not know, but they actually have a website. So looking at the website, they have a, a thing that says objectives of International Men's Day. So they've got six pillars. Uh, the first one is to promote positive role models. So they put in that as the, the, the main crux. And then they add in not just movie stars and sportsmen, but everyday working class men who are living decent, honest lives. So I find, okay, so that's, that's actually a very good point. Because when we look at it currently, right? Well, each of us, when we are asked, okay, who uh, had a big influence on your life growing up? 
we all mentioned the celebrities that had influence on our lives. But these guys, what they want to do is they want to reset that and bring in, okay, let's focus on actual positive role models that are not celebrities. You know, looking in your own community, who's your role models in your own community, rather than looking towards whatever celebrity you're following. The second part that they want is to celebrate men's positive contributions to society. The third, to focus on men's health and well-being. Fourth, to highlight discrimination against men. I know this is a very touchy topic because many people believe there is no such thing as discrimination against men because men come from a position of privilege. Number five, to improve gender relations and promote gender equality. And number six, to create a safer, better world. So I find when you read through those kind of things, right, it, it becomes a little bit more um, relevant as to why we should be celebrating such a day. Like I know for myself, when I look at it, that number three really, really speaks to me, the focus on men's health and well-being. When we look at things like uh, in, in many countries nowadays, the leading cause of death in men under the age of 45 is suicide. Hmm. The only country... This, this surprised me, but the, uh, the only country um, that has a higher female suicide rate is China. All the other countries, the males are higher. In the other countries, the female attempt at suicide is higher, but <laughs> the male are, are more successful. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit sad to, to, to put that down as one of our accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> but it's as high as 75% of those who take their own life are male. Yeah. Uh, men in rural populations are two times more likely to die from suicide. Something else that I, I actually didn't know is one in three men have been a victim of domestic abuse. Hmm. One in three, that's 33% of men. Wow. How in the world did they classify domestic abuse though? Is it? No idea. Uh, but that's interesting. Uh, one good thing to come out of this is married people have lower rates of suicide. So, Stephen, it's time to get married. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because my default is suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at these statistics, uh, <laughs> yes, the data is not on my side. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is the part that I found interesting. Is uh, you know, what leads towards this? Is it environment? Is it a, a loss of belief? Is it, you know, the pressure of the workplace? And the reason I, I come to this, this question is because, um, you know, you've got like uh, countries like, like Denmark and Norway, these like Scandinavian countries, they consistently top the list as happiest country in the world, right? The surveys always show. Now, happiest countries like Denmark and Norway have a higher rate of suicide than China, than the UK, and even higher than Malaysia. But they are the happiest country wow. in the world. So this now starts to make you think as to why, you know, what is the reason for this? If they are considered the happiest, they are the one that people want to emulate because of uh, 
the way that the government takes care of them, as they, they, they say. Uh, I think what called socialist Democrats, right? Democracy. Yeah. Um, and they, that's the thing that everybody wants to emulate. Why is their suicide rate still so high? You know, I, I kind of think of um, something, something related is that when you mentioned International Men's Day, uh, an, another point that almost came up in my head was, um, is this right to celebrate men? Um, and, uh, and you mentioned earlier that it, um, how some people don't see as, um, as any discrimination to men can happen, right? Um, because uh, we're in a privileged, uh, um, we're in a privileged place. Um, and so it was almost like it's a taboo subject to celebrate men. It's a taboo subject to have a day for men. Um, and it, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, one of the perspectives could be is that, um, oh, it takes away from, from women or we're already in that privileged place that you don't need that sort of celebration. Um, and, and, and I think that's almost like um, a, a key part of that, that question, Mike, about why is this happening? And, and one of the things is that the communication, um, the, you know, just, just globally and in our society, there's so little communication about um, these sort of things, whether it is about celebrating, whether it's about just even talking about it, and even in, in our individual perspectives as men, that um, like, a, like a, a lot of like our perspectives were not about um, communicating um, between guys or to express uh, and communicate our feelings. And, and I have to think that that is really, really related to, to you know, these alarming statistics that you're highlighting. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, uh, mentioning there is, is, so is it worth actually, or is it uh, a right to be celebrating a men's day? I mean, what do you guys feel? Uh, Johnson? Well, I, I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> by, by the stats that, that you, had written, uh, you had read out. Um, I think I, I, I didn't know about that. And I think if part of the, um, the purpose of this is to bring to light you know, some of these issues that, you know, probably men as individuals are afraid to broach, you know, afraid to admit that I am having these challenges. You know, I am actually being bullied by my wife. I am having... Um, the feeling of quitting in life. Um, I, I think it is, you know, although I don't think that should be the be all and end all to, to why we should celebrate this. You know, I, I agree with what Dev had said earlier as well. You know, if we're talking about role models, you know, there needs to be, uh, what is the ideal uh, picture or purpose of a man that we should celebrate? I, I believe that that should ultimately be the reason but if part of that purpose is to shine a light on this, then I think it is um, worth celebrating. You know, if we can at least carve up some space where people can be open, uh, where men uh, can be open. Um, yeah, I, I think it's important. You know, because clearly from the, the stats alone, it shows that um, I think the, 
you know, the, the stereotype of what a man should be has led us to, to where we are, um, where we are today, you know, and I, and I suppose, you know, the reason why those numbers escalate in places that are labeled the happiest in the world is because, you know, the expectation only mounts in those areas that it, you know, I, every, I have everything in this, um, socialist democratic you know um country i shouldn't complain but yet i feel sad but at the same time as a man i don't know where i can actually turn to um perhaps i don't know you know i don't i i'm really speaking from an outsider's uh point point of view yeah but yeah no but i think there's talk about. Oh, sorry go finish up John. no no definitely i'm done yeah yeah no actually sorry i just wanted to just as i was looking through this uh just googling it, I, it just—it seems to me that this isn't actually a UN sort of day. It's a, you know, there's a group of people who started off this thing as an International Men's Day, but you know, the UN clearly has this International Women's Day, right, which is recognized separately from Mother's Day, right? Uh, and you know, you and you can clearly see the things around celebrating women and, you know, getting them to be positioned appropriately and all those sort of role modeling. But you don't have the equivalent, I think, right, of, uh, of a men's day, at least. So, I mean, clearly, we, I was not aware of it until we started this conversation. <laughs> but, uh, but I, and I don't think it's actually recognized, like, a, a, as a global sort of platform, right? But what it is, there seem to be a lot of little different movements around what what this role model should be, and and clearly, I think uh, based on the conversations we we've had, uh, I haven't I haven't done anything about trying to figure out what that might look like even in in my life, right? We obviously will do it uh, as par for course. Like it's just you know I'm I'm your dad. Okay, I'm going to act in a particular way. You listen to me. Uh, I'm going to teach you how to become a son, right? Or, or the kind of role model I like you to grow into. But you know that's about the kind of relationship I might take to as a father with a son, but in terms of speaking that kind of truth to my friends, to the my colleagues, to the network, my own you know social or professional network, I've, I've never done anything like that. I can imagine, I can think of definitely my female colleagues who would have been more supportive about a Women's Day type event in a corporate context, and I can I can remember some of those occasions. Uh, in terms of what they might have done within an organization. The HR groups, for example, might have done something formal, but it was never something done about men in a corporate context. And, you know, I can see the value of having that recognition uh, to have that kind of validation within organizations. Uh, I, I can see how it could be really useful to, yeah, to forge a different way, belief about yourself. So I, yeah. So I, I, I think that's really interesting. Like Dev, you mentioned how, um, in a corporate context, you know, it, it wouldn't be so easy. It would be very easy to, or, or it's very, or more frequent to have women celebrating, um, a, a Women's Day versus, uh, something yep. like the International Men's Day, um, and just just thinking about. Uh, why that might be, um, a, 
one of the objectives of the International Men's Day, Mike mentioned, was to promote positive male role models, right? And so obviously the emphasis there is on male role models. Um, and, you know, like one of our arguments, um, actually, I actually read up just now that there was another uh, World Men's Day um, that was celebrated in Austria in the 60s. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, in the early 2000s. Um, and they, they started giving out awards to notable male role models. And then there were complaints that uh, this is sexist, this is too masculine, and you need to include women into it. And then they just turned it into, uh, I think they called it World Day or something, where they just celebrate both, uh, both men and women. Um, yeah, they called it the World Awards, which is gender neutral now. And... Um, and it was about uh, obviously, uh, oh, you're you you're not being uh, equitable by by not uh, highlighting women as well in this day. It's too sexist, and you're highlighting too many men. And you know, but but at the same time, we also have um, a lot of like push for uh, you know World Women's Day. And so the question that comes up to my mind is like, why is it important that we need to highlight that male part of the role model? You know, as one of the objectives of International Men's Day, but also there's an argument that, oh, female role models, like we definitely need to highlight in in um, in a in a Women's Day. But but why is it important that we have male role models? Are you asking the question, or are you putting down a statement? <laughs> I think that's a question. Like, because I think one of the one of the arguments against like having a Men's Day is that. Um, oh, you know, you're you're not highlighting um, you're highlighting only men, and you're not highlighting women. Right. And if one of the objectives of International Men's Day is to promote male role models, why is that important? Yeah, I actually find it's very important, and I'll tell you why. It's because when you're looking at the, today's culture, right? Today's culture is like everybody's banning for equality, but in many of the things that they're pushing for equality for, they've actually uh, superseded equality already. <laughs> it's like equality, while they're pushing under the, the umbrella of equality, it's become more of a, a, a different agenda that people are pushing through. And I find it's like, uh, with this, I don't know if it's because of this or if it's just uh, as this has gone along, this has happened, but you'd see that the passivity in men has actually grown. Now, when I say passivity, um, and I, I'm looking more for a set of uh, uh, reactions from men. I'm not looking for them to come and be dominators, but I am looking for them to step up and be leaders. And there is a difference between the two. I mean, it's like having a proper president and having a di dictator. You know what I mean? Uh, people usually flourish under good leadership. And if we, as a Christian household, are supposed to be uh, the leaders of the house, then that's the kind of role model that we want to... Uh, um, portray to our immediate family like this one where they're saying that they want to look for male role models in their community you know what i mean none of us i mean we went for the cliche oh, i look up at my father but other than that none of us actually said oh you know there's this guy in my neighborhood <laughs> just such a great guy you know everything he did was just so good none of us said that we were all like oh Arnold Schwarzenegger i'll be back you know, <laughs> we all went to, to our, uh, our go-tos. But we didn't actually focus on 
the guy who's actually working two jobs to provide for his family, the guy that's always open, listening, like uh, to his children, you know, he's always there. The guy who steps up if the wife requires something, he's always there. You know, none of us actually highlighted any of those. Um, as I say, apart from the cliche answer of being our father. So I think this is, there's a, there's a very uh, uh, important role that, that gets played here is when you're highlighting local community-led male role models, because then people can actually, one, they can see the practice, you know, they can see how the people are putting into place, how they are uh, 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 leading. Two, they can see the vulnerability. You know, when we look at, at, at uh, Rambo and we look at Commando, you know, those guys, they didn't have any weakness until they got older and they needed a team. <laughs> but when they were young, it's like just one guy takes out the entire army, right? And that's unrealistic. So it's great that we can see in our local ones, we can see the male uh, step, step up and lead. We can then see the vulnerability while he's leading. Thirdly, approachability, you know? If you see the person, you, you actually want to emulate the person, you have access to that person. You can go and you can actually learn from them and be mentored by them. Now, due to our passivity that men have taken is we tend to reject taking up that leadership, that mantle. And then all community around us is all seeing us operating in this passivity. Now, from my perspective, I find is like, when you're looking at how God designed the family, is that if the man is not stepping up and taking that role of leadership, that role of leadership amongst everything else then falls to the wife. Then I can understand why the frustration in women are, are, is growing so much. Because we're actually not doing our part. We will claim we are because maybe we cleaned the toilet <laughs> or you know whatever else the way we can define equality these days. But we're actually not taking our God-given uh, position and leading the family as what we were destined to do. And that then, it falls in, the whole dynamic actually falls out of place. But if we can do that, and then we can celebrate and highlight those guys in our communities, and those guys in the communities become community role models rather than looking to Hollywood or looking to Bollywood or looking to, uh, what is the Chinese one called? Beijing would? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a term for it. Yeah. But rather than looking to all of them as our role models, we're looking here to the, our immediate community. And then we're able and we're in a position to be able to be mentored by those people that we choose to be our yeah. our community leaders. And I feel so like I that, think yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, Go just ahead. just to add on to that as well, I think it also uh, brings to light. A sense of responsibility that we as men in the community have towards other um, younger boys, younger men, you know, that we are actually potentially potential role models for them as well. And we should, we can play an active role um, as well. Sorry, I just wanted to point it out while you were on that. Yeah, yeah, that's a very important point. Thanks for doing so. Because yeah. uh, I, I definitely overlooked that part. Yeah, so for us, as, as my family here, is one thing I, I take is when I look at my daughters, I try to, because they, they usually say that your daughter will marry a guy like their father, right? So that gets me to, to examine myself and say, okay, would I want my daughter to marry me? And if my answer is no, then I need change, right? <laughs> I, I've got a lot of work to do. And 
truth be told, I probably do have a lot of work to do. And so I take it day by day and I'm trying to work on this, but my priority is really, is my family. It's like, I want to be the guy that I can be a role model for. If I'm the person that they're looking for, they're, they're going to marry one day, you know, it is something I need to place great emphasis on. And so I do. And I think like when you're saying here, uh, you don't know who's actually watching you, right? So you need to step up and you need to be that role model and take that responsibility. So that when the people are watching you, they're actually doing it in a positive light. Sorry, Stephen, you want to say? Just to play a uh, uh, devil's advocate here. I think uh, one might ask the question, why can't these uh, role models uh, be women as well? Why can't we find those elements of, uh, let's say, leadership responsibility, um, um, especially in your local community? Why can't it be in both genders as well? So, you know, I, I think what I was going to say also is dovetails with that, that there are probably certain character traits, right? Just like with any other thing that are, I guess, part of the image of God shining up or shining through us, right? And so those are the, those are values that I guess as uh, God's uh, part of God's creation, which is supposed to take care of the world that he has created, right? Um, those are things that we're supposed to have. And yes, you can read it across from, you get it across from both your mother. How do you nurture your children, right? You might get it from somebody. How do you how do you discipline? It might come from either parent, parent. But I think the question is really now, what is that? role and identity that you take in a particular situation, right? So coming back to the organization context that we were talking about just now, uh, it's quite common right, in an organizational context for, for them to maybe highlight if they had a gender equality or gender neutrality type program, that they would reinforce right, uh, opportunities for growth for women, right? As opposed specifically as opposed to just general succession planning, right? That diversity was being uh, favored and diversity here would mean that you want to increase the number of women in senior positions, right? So there's, there's, so there's this push that's coming, right? Um, as part of society where part of this role modeling thing, I think it's really about aspiration setting, right? And also probably creating the sort of the motivators Right, those levers that we are able to pull to be able to do something about shaping our own career path or our own progress through life. So I think if we don't have, uh, and so just tying this back to the reason why we might want to celebrate uh, International Men's Day or something, it's what society now is prepared to tell us, right? And reinforce in our minds, not just who do we hold dear in our own particular context, but the fact that as a community, we are coming together and recognizing these characteristics, right? That these traits are what help us as a society move forward. And these are kind of the roles that we would expect to, to see and to be reinforced by men in our community. I think that's really, really powerful and really valuable. It is, I have not seen it at all, right? Celebrated in that way in almost any of the organizations I've worked with over the years. Yeah, I, I think also is uh, sorry. 
it's also a case okay. of identity and relatability. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at um, you look at the the black community now, right? Because there's this with this black like me, black like me, black lives matter, black like me black is, a, is is one from my country. Sorry, <laughs> it's a different thing entirely. Um, what a but, topic but for the next. Uh... <laughs> the the, uh, the black lives matter. You look at that movement. So what that's done is that's now. Um, you see like this it's been like a movement over the past what 10 years really there's been like this this whole thing uh where we've had an emergence of like uh superhero black superheroes like black panther and uh one of the things that you hear the people say especially on the black community is they say i'm so happy because now i can see people that look like me being on tv right so that yeah. you would find mala you... harris was a perfect yeah. example of that right the number of girls who have so you would find is like they have that relatability that they can identify with that particular person or character so i find is like if we leave it uh, i'm not saying you cannot find uh, these qualities in a in a female um but i find if we leave it for the people to be looking for those qualities uh from the females we're gonna leave it to the females do you know what i mean like if we are already uh operating from an, a place of passivity then it's like you know one of the things that i i always get uh, called out on is the reluctance to lead you know it, mm-hmm. it's like when everybody says oh mm-hmm. who wants yeah. to take this up and it's, or you always look around first and think, uh who else who anybody else and then like nobody oh, okay i'll do it yeah. right as like same kind of thing so if you see it it's like it's the woman doing it over and over and over again it becomes like uh, subliminally put into you. It's like, it's okay. Just let them do it. Just let them do it. Yeah. They're doing everything already. Just let them do it. I, sorry, yeah, sorry. I, yeah. Oh. No, I think just, just to add to that, I, I, I strongly believe that, you know, while we are equal, uh, we're really just not the same, you know? So biologically, physically, um, the expectation that society places on uh, uh, the different sexes, it, it differs whether we, we, whether we like it or not, whether we say ideally, you know, we should look at someone as a human being, but we are actually very, very different and, and totally agree with, with Mike that, you know, it's, it's about relatability um, as well, you know, and, and so actually when, when, when you, uh, when Mike, uh, you were saying that one of the purpose is really celebrate the average, average man, you know, the hardworking, honest, honest men, um, I think I, I didn't do justice to my dad earlier on, you know. Um, of course, when I was younger and more impressionable, um, the, the superstars on, on TV um, uh, took up a lot of the attention. Uh, but one of the memories actually that got triggered when you, when you mentioned this was, um, I, I remember, and I don't think, you know, this one of those moments where I don't think my dad realized that I was there. You know, but I remember that he was having a conversation probably late in the evening with uh, my uncle, Ronnie, uh, who's actually Stephen's dad. Uh, and, and this was um, when he was sick and he knew that uh, there was a huge chance that he won't, he won't make it. Uh, and I remember, um, I, I don't remember the exact conversation, but I know that the context was that uh, my uncle Ronnie was, um, he was telling uncle Ronnie to take care of his family and Uncle Ronnie was um, telling him not to worry and 
and he'll he'll be there you know and and he'll he'll kind of fulfill uh his wish you know and i remember both my uncle and my dad sobbing you know and and crying as they were just going through this very real uh conversation you know and and so now i look back and and as a as a as a man you know i have a model in my mind of two really strong men uh who are okay to cry in each other's arms you know um whereas if you compare it to uh seeing my mom cry i'm like okay you know my mom cry and i'm my mom cries and i'm i'm used to that you know but the model of my mind would be crying like a girl or crying like a man and just perpetuating that uh, crying like a, a woman but it just perpetuates that stereotype that a man shouldn't cry you know but in in this case i actually had to, got to experience that you know and, and so now as i grow i grown up i know that there's a certain level of conviction and there's no uh shame in crying because i've seen uh men that i really respect in my life uh being mm. vulnerable as well you know and i don't think it'll achieve the same effect if they were of a different um sex to me yeah sorry if i can just quickly add to that one is like i, I also know uncle rady um but on a much 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 uh, simpler scale because i've had very few interactions but i will say is like um one thing that i've always taken away from all my interaction not just interaction specifically with him but also the uh, indirect interaction um is that i've always admired and 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 really looked up to is his quality his ability to step up and his commitment to to following through with it that's something that i've always looked at and and i've really taken from him like if if ever i he has to pass on or whatever and he has to somehow see that uh you you know any legacy left on to the 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 white african yeah <laughs> that is the thing that has been passed on that i can confidently say that i've uh, uh, grasped from my interactions yeah. sorry steven you want to say I'll uh thanks guys for the kind of, I'll let I'll let my my father know what you said about his comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just I, send him just send him a link to the yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I think that's a fantastic example of 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 using crying. Um that's so true. Um and 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 you know Mike as, as you were sharing I was sort of thinking that um it's almost yeah, it's almost as if society well you know based on that first question that you mentioned earlier you know what are our stereotypes or 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 who did we look up to as male role models you know those real those role models are really off and wrong right <laughs> and it's almost as if we're we're trying to redefine what a positive male role model is like you said it it could be the the um from your local community but i i also think it's totally fine to to celebrate uh men for the right reasons whether e- even if they are notable and and celebrities and not within your local community at all but it, i almost think that um it's it's an opportunity to discuss what what is uh, a positive male role model to us right whereas like like uh, johnson mentioned previously that association to crying was that it was girly but you know if you you're able to see your your male role model cry then that that normalizes that sort of action as well and it's almost like you know this objective to promote positive male role models as well as like 
I, I guess in my head, I have this image of, again, role model than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you know, fighting, killing aliens or something like that. You know, head of like, okay, why do we need to promote that more? But really it's about a, almost like a redefinition of what our male role model should be, right? Yeah. I mean, one of my role models from that did actually teach me to cry, you know, we had Rocky. <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> Rambo cries at the end of uh, First Blood as well. All right. Uh, I completely yeah. forgotten about that. See, it wasn't important to me <laughs> during I, that time. I, actually, what's, what's really interesting about that is um, rarely, rarely in those movies, yeah, you do see men cry, but it's rarely in a, either in a positive light or a celebrated light, you know. There's celebration towards violence, men, men killing people, or you know, there's you see this positive camaraderie. But when it's like, it's not as if movies don't exist where men cry or men don't talk, uh, men talk about their feelings. Hundreds of movies and television shows that depict that. But is it ever seen in like a super positive light, um, or is it ever celebrated um, in media, or is it generally just either neutral or um, or more negative? I think that because I, I think that's an interesting question because like if if there does exist like these examples of men crying um, and sharing their feelings, then why is it not um, why is it not like part of our identity? Um, why do we not see that as part of our identity as men? I think there was a representation, um, but it was the choice of movies that I chose to watch did not have much mm -hmm. of it in. If I had chosen the other type, like what my mum was maybe watching, uh, maybe I would have seen more of it. Yeah, so I, I think there's, a, that, there's one part very clearly about that, that these uh, stories that, mat that matter, right? The stories of life, the stories of relationships, uh, the stories of things we should be, that would, I guess, uh, reflect societal progress. Those are all in the chick flick sort of uh, category, right? <laughs> it's yeah. it's, it's not the thing the boys are going to get together and go out and watch, right? Exactly. Or, or organize a beer party around, right? <laughs> so, and I, and I think that plays into the narrative, yeah. right? And how, how often do you have a book reading club, which is just going to be a men's book reading club, right? And it's more, more likely that you're going to find your, your wife, your girlfriend, somebody involved in a, a group with her girlfriends. And, you know, generally talking about more things than sport and beer or something else, right? Or, or the latest, have you seen the latest John claude Van Damme move? <laughs> <laughs> you want to replicate, yeah. right? Um, yeah, no, because I think the, I, I guess also another question I'd like to put to you guys maybe. So, so if there was this, if we really wanted to make something of this International Men's Day, what would each of us do? How would we go about celebrating it in our own context or our own organization? Would we try to have a, into a, a men's day sort of celebration within our corporate context? I think as, as I'm thinking about it with you guys, if, I, if this was me you know, five, six years ago, I think I would have tried to figure out what that might look like in my organization. Uh, it would have been a very unique take on trying to understand why we are all here together and what is that 
role model that we're all trying to play because it, it never really came up. It came up as a in the corporate context as a manager, what would you do as a you know a C-suite leader? How would you act? You know those sort of things, but never in the context of your identity as a man. Uh, I I think that you know in a corporate context at least that's one area which I would think would would be something I'd like to see change. If I look at if I look at their uh, website. They say, like, since 1999, methods of celebrating International Men's Day have included public seminars, forums, conferences, festivals and fundraisers, classroom activities at school, Movember fundraisers, parliamentary speeches, government observances, radio and television programs, church observations, prayer meetings, award ceremonies, special retail promotions, photos and film competitions, music concerts and art displays, and also peaceful awareness marches. I love how they add in peaceful awareness marches. <laughs> peaceful. peaceful. It's not like a bunch of drunk men like yeah. punching each other, <laughs> like going from around. bar to bar. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you know it's yeah. quite uh, vast the scope that people are actually celebrating it in. Um, but one of the ways is if you look lower down on their website again, is they seem to emphasize quite a bit about the award ceremony. So they even give you like a certificate that you can download, a certificate template you can go download and, and then uh, celebrate the, the men in your community. Um, but I think for myself, it's like when I'm looking at this, mine is, is, is um, bringing exposure to the local man, because I, I find that there's a there's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of value in that. If we can start going and building community, tight knit community where you can uh, have mentor mentee relationships, but do it in a positive way that's within your local community that you can have the daily access to. Like I, I agree with what Stephen is saying. It's like you can always admire. Uh, these celebrity ones too, um, if they are displaying characteristics from uh, that you would you would like to emulate, uh, I'm hundred percent on board with that. But my my thing is that one is I have no access to that person, so I can actually never get any proper decent feedback from him. And two is I'm actually only seeing the part that he wants me to see. I mean, if I'm looking at Instagram. Some people I've seen before where they post the, the Instagram photo and then the behind the scenes photo. And the two mm. of them are like so different. <laughs> the position that they have to, to uh, 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 pose in in order to get the right shot and everything. And then later on, they go from this, this happy existence on Instagram, but actually their real life is quite depressing. And quite a number of Instagram uh, people have, have spoken up about this. And so I find it's like, it, it, it is, I mean, if they, they're exercising qualities that are to be celebrated, yes, fantastic. But I do emphasize the linking up of uh, local communities. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a great idea, you know, because, you know, uh, maybe just speaking on behalf of myself and just taking a broad assumption, you know, um, I think many times, as, as I mentioned earlier, maybe as, as guys, 
you know we're very used to just saying you know i'm just a man and i do what i need to do you know um and as a result of that sometimes you you overlook the kind of um effect you can actually have on people around you uh especially uh, younger men and, and and boys you know and and i'm not talking about only awarding people who are so extraordinary you know but even um i, I feel like some of the gender roles that uh, men are expected to play can be a very thank thankless job you know and and just acknowledging them for doing what they do uh, and and for doing a good job at those things is is could already be a huge thing you know and 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 I, I think that itself could could make that difference and I think if if men um, can acknowledge that they do play a part in society uh, then perhaps they would then be drawn to being more responsible about their role uh, as individuals and especially in their in their capacity as a as a man as well, you know. I, I think there was a there was a um, there's a comic called Catherine Ryan, and, and one of her sets involves uh, she's talking about. Um, I mean, she she's yeah, she's quite edgy, uh, and she's talking about how um, you know um, when men appear on on social media and they tie a ponytail and suddenly everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, he's doing such a good. Um, such a good job um, at, at it, you know, and and I think likewise as well. When we say, "Oh, women CEO and stuff like that," that's something that we celebrate. Uh, but what if, you know, like like Mike mentioned earlier, you know, a father who's just working extra hard, doing two jobs, you know, some may say, "Yeah, that's what the men supposed to do." Uh, but what if we just give credit to to such a person for really. Um, um, putting in his dedication to playing his role well, you know. Mm. Uh, I think that itself is lacking in, in society today. You know, we just think, oh, that's what a man is supposed to do and that's the minimum and, you know, what, do you, do you think you deserve an award? You know, perhaps not an award, but just a thank you, a pat on the back could, could already do wonders, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So, so just to add to what you were saying, there's like the, the, another statistic is for each life lost to suicide, the impacts are felt by up to 135 people. Wow. How, how is that calculated? <laughs> right. So I, 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 I'm reading the statistic. I have not got the formula though. <laughs> okay. But, but it's going to what, what you were saying is like, um, you know, as, as a man, when you're saying, oh, I'm just a man just doing my manly things here. What can I do? I am just a man. But if your impact, like once you pass on, if your impact can be felt by 135 people, like uh, I think uh, you guys were mentioning earlier, is how many eyes were on you while you were alive? You know, and then standing up and taking that responsibility to actually live the role or become the role model that you actually want the people to emulate. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Deb. I, I, I just wanted to add one more sure, thing as sure. well. I think responding to to death earlier in terms of you know what can we do or or how how can we uh, how can we do it? I think it's also highlighting the positive traits that you've experienced, and 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 shining a light on that. So that could be a a model to it, you know. So so for example, I think one of the posters going around recently uh, to celebrate this year's International Men's Day was of 
this guy sitting at his laptop hunched over um but on sitting on his shoulders is his grandmother his grandfather his father his mother his wife his daughter his son his dog and his goldfish you know <laughs> but uh, i'm thinking like first of all it just it shows where the general psyche of society is at, you know, thinking that is the man's role. Sure, you know, one of the role of a man uh, would be to be a provider, but surely there's so much more that a man can, can do in society to, to be an effective, positive role model, you know, but what is that? You know, is it just slaving away at the laptop and every, everything else sits on his shoulders, you know? And, and I feel like we, we could actually be very intentional about, about pointing that out. Yeah. Interesting. So I think the yeah, so I think when I was raising the question, I like the way you saw that picture because I think the there's a reversal that needs to happen, right? That potentially what is missing is these conversations that happen right early, like the one that uh, Mike you were talking about with your dad, right? So that you now recognize, I mean, like all the role models we've talked about is actually for us, role models are the people that you look back and say, these are the guys who's lifting me up, right? If these are the shoulders that I'm standing on, right? That have got me to where I am. And so it's, if you celebrate that reversal, then maybe the diagram is flipped around, right? That you're not burdened by all these things around you, but you're standing on the shoulders of who's gone by before, right? Who's, who's the ones that have carried you up and lifted you to this position so that you can do something about your life and you can take hold of a, a you know, unique treasure that's made available to you. I, you know, that would be a great way to reframe that whole model, right? And try to figure out how, how do you celebrate those kind of people and actually get that kind of... Uh, uh, so how do you play a role as someone who's supporting somebody else? Right? How can you be a role model for somebody else? Uh, and also receive that in some way from, from the community that you're in. And I, you know, I think that one, Mike, when you mentioned about finding this in the local circumstance, so whether that's in your particular community or even in the organization, as I mentioned, because it's clearly a career is part and parcel of who we are familiar with and who we relate with, right? You know, if those two circumstances happen, I mean, where we celebrate, uh, you know, this kind of role models in a more intentional way, I, I think there's a heck of a lot of value in terms of how we might think about ourselves as men rather than the accomplishments and the sum of our accomplishments. what is that image that we really carry that we really bear right you, you know like um i think you know one of them uh one of the things that um you know, we can do for for men's day is like re related to that is that i think as society changes we need to have these conversations um with like like I mentioned earlier that uh, when I mentioned to my friends about have you heard of it you know did you know it's International Men's Day and he said um, no and they didn't really care about it at all and and so for me like there's a total lack of of discussion around the topic of of men today um, I not even just about what men are going through but about um, what what is that definition of men now you know. If um, if you take away the the muscles, the the sex appeal, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers or James Bonds, then what are you left with, and what is that 
uh, how how do we define ourselves? And and you know, to be honest, it's not as if I have a really uh, great answer except for a biological one. <laughs> you know, um, and I and I I I think that's that's a huge gap. You know, not just for um, not just for myself, but for you know, like children, boys growing up. And so it's about, I, I think not just about raising awareness. I think on, you know, for, for something I, I, I want to do is like, well, what we're talking about here is that having this conversation and being able to discuss these things. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. it really needs to have more conversation about it because we barely scratched the surface. Yeah. And if I may add, you know, besides children, uh, Stephen, you know, I, I think this could also benefit um, uh, women as well. You know, if, if, if we get uh, the right role models modeling out, how should uh, a male person or men treat uh, girls, treat women, um, you know, that we are equal, you know, that they deserve the, the same uh, level of um, uh, recognition, you know, and, and, and they are not to be uh, underestimated. You know, there's just so much that they can do as well, you know, and, and modeling that out, you know, um, in their household, um, in their workplace, I think I think that makes, yeah, I think that could be really really effective. Yep, you should have a women's it's guide like to celebrating that. International Men's Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I just came across an article on a man's guide to celebrating International Women's Day. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I think I think if you want like some clicks, some controversial topics, yeah, you should go run with that. Uh, Woman's Guide to Celebrating International Women's Day, written from a man. That would be whoa! whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Get the picture and me. <laughs> the experts, yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, I think that's enough of a pause. Do you guys want to take a break? <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I'm not sure how a woman's guide would go down with a woman, uh, but I'm sure it might be. A, I mean, we're looking for equality, right? So if we have a men's guide, we always do need a woman's guide. Yeah. So I think I, I, I agree on that point. <laughs> but yes, I think the, the takeaways that we're getting from here is, is like, and, and feel free to jump in as we go along here, but I think the takeaways is really is, is communication is important. Linking up with a, a local role model there's benefit to be get to be had from that. Um, what else can you guys? Ooh, I think we lost. Mike. Mike, I think we lost you for a bit. Yes, delay. Yep. We didn't. Ah. We didn't get your question. Right. Um, I think what we're, what we're getting at is like if we're looking at at, at what's our takeaway from this discussion that we've had. And for me, I find is like, you know, linking up with somebody local, a local role model, there's this great benefit to be had there. Um, opening up communication, you know, as men, actually finding a small group and, and, and communicating with them. Um, what spoke to you guys? I mean, feel free to, to speak up. Yeah, I think finding a way to really truly celebrate our 
you know, a role as men. I think that's important. I think thinking about this, the reason why you might have an intentional men's day. So again, even within our own lives, are we prepared to be strong and authentic about the, what is it that we appreciate, right, about men? And how would that set a standard for the kind of roles that we expect men to see? I think that would be really important because I think that's just not recognized truly well, right? Particularly in the environments that I know of where, you know, as I said, in the corporate environment, it's just not recognized. And a framework for recognition would be really valuable. For me, um, I think it's really about the, the benefit of just having these sort of conversations that is severely lacking in, in today's society. We, like social media as an example, um, we, we never, it's almost seen as, as something, uh, it's a taboo to talk about men's problems, either to men or just, uh, you know, the community in, in, um, as a whole to talk about men. Um, and I think um, it, it's something that, that these conversations really need to happen, um, especially because, you know, uh, society's dynamic, the world is changing. And so we can't rely on the same uh, stereotypes that we grew up with. Johnson, I, I think, I, I think for me, um, there's a balance between, you know, taking the stance of, you know, looking out for people who, who may need that extra, that extra encouragement, that extra, extra push. But I think what we've established here is that the whole reason why International Men's Day is celebrated shouldn't just be about uh, reacting urgently, you know, to, to problems. But I think that we all have uh, the responsibility and the ability to take affirmative measures, you know, to strengthen uh, this environment uh, for, for men to play a, um, a proactive role in making the environment better for everyone uh, in, in, in society. You know, so um, um, as, as mentioned earlier, you know, just looking out, I agree with Mike, you know, looking out for people within the community itself uh, and, and affirming them, you know, for for doing things that men do, but doing it really well, you know, and, and highlighting it to other people so that uh, for most of us men who do not have clear role models and, and for this space that is still so undefined, at least we can start to um, gather around, you know, uh, clearer definitions that we can all uh, agree and, and aspire towards. Um, and, you know, and, and, and doing that, uh, whatever channels that, that was mentioned by Mike, whether it should be through an event, through a <laughs> forum, through a talk, and all the multiple channels that are just available to us, but ensuring that the narrative um, um, is clear in, 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 in doing that. Awesome. So I think that we can all agree that uh, the general sentiment is that men's International Men's Day is a day to be celebrated. Um, and uh, the how is, is how we have mentioned. So I think that that's quite good to uh, that we actually have consensus on a point. <laughs> <laughs> that for a change, a change, we yeah. can actually say we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit that a certain part of my mind is still rather cynical about mm. it. 
but the stats, the stance I'm taking is if it's celebrated anyways, we might as well do it well. Yeah. Do it right. I think with that, we'll wrap that side up. And then, uh, Stephen, what do you have for us this week? About the uh, What fun fact do you have for us? Enlighten us, grow our minds. <laughs> well, I, uh, I was reading um, a headline called My Eye. Was, um, it says that Canada is allowing people with depression to do psychedelic mushrooms. Um, oh. and, and this is really interesting. Um, so mushrooms um, are illegal in Canada. But previously, they have given permission to terminal patients um, um, to be able to uh, deal with certain trauma. And in this example, they're given very little amounts in the presence of a nurse and a therapist. And uh, I'm even reading here that, they, that in this example, in this article, the person was given a six-hour playlist curated by the therapist. Um, but... Um, now they're giving it to, they're also allowing it to non-terminal patients. So people who are just suffering from depression um, and they're allowed to, to, to take these mushrooms to deal with some unresolved trauma. Oh, that's quite interesting. But does this uh, have long-term effects or is it really just like, like when I was young, I know one of my aunts went for this uh, thing called sleep therapy where mm -hmm. she paid people just to go and sleep on their bed, you know? I was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> you know? It's like, I never understood the, the actual concept of sleep therapy because you go, you sleep, and then you walk away, your problems, everything is still the same. Is it the same here or is there some kind of... Well, I, well um, you know, based on this article and based on some stuff that I, I've heard, um, it it can, can help their depression. It can help their trauma. Um, I will say, um, uh, so, so personally, I've never tried mushrooms, so I don't really know what that experience is like. But um, from what I've heard from friends, as well as what I've read about and, and heard about, um, you know, an article says, oh, the experts say it's non-addictive, just like um, cannabis is, is non-addictive. But uh, we all know like, that's not true as well. Like, I, I, I think um, even working out can become addictive. So, you know. Uh, I find they I'm usually sure. say that the, the product itself is not addictive, but the, the effect thereof, you know, that's another story. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I know of um, examples of, of bad trips that can happen <laughs> if you're not ready for it. Yeah, or if you're not in the right state of mind. Um, what do you guys think? It's just, I, don't know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it might, well, one thing it might address the suicide rates, you never know. But uh, on a serious note, I think that there's this, I think the real question is what leads us into those kind of situations, right? So are we looking at it as a way to get out of, uh, you know, just escaping from the, from the real issues that we have to deal with? Or are we, or is it actually in a case where there's, a genuine need, and I think, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't read the article, but I would assume that in this case there's actually a medicinal need for something, and so instead of using a uh, medical hallucinogen or something, they're, they're using a natural therapy. I'm not sure whether this is the, the, the case. So in a similar way, the cannabis, right, it was supposed to say, look, there's actually medicinal properties which make it better than opioids, for example, right, for pain relief, and opioids 
uh, addictive, whereas uh, cannabis is not, right? Uh, naturally, but obviously there's a psychological issue behind this in terms of whether you're relying on the medication, right? Uh, to, to relieve your problem or whether you're prepared to do something about getting up and stepping up and doing something about it yourself. Yeah, I, I I mean I I think mushrooms are slightly different because with with uh, with medical marijuana, you know it, it's strongly related. Like there are physical uh, properties that um, yeah. that it gives you pain relief uh, is is one, and then you've got the 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 mental aspect. But I I, I think for in, in this case for mushrooms, it's it's purely to deal with uh, emotional trauma, you know, and and that itself is quite intangible to like. It's not like pain relief. You can't go, oh, it immediately worked. My pain is reduced, right? Mm. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, isn't, I mean, I might be showing my ignorance here or my, uh, where I get all my information from, but according to all the movies, right? Isn't like the, <laughs> the mushrooms is actually quite a traditional medicine for the Native American Indians? Yes. Like whenever they seem to have walks. issues, yeah, then they usually go on this mushroom journey. Wasn't it smoking a pipe? I don't know. That's that's what we get from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a few few ways yeah, of the pardon my ignorance. <laughs> I see we go to the same school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think what I'll, yeah, I'll be so that curious about. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, no, so, so I was saying like what what I'll be curious about is um, you know, what, what level of psychedelics are they permitting, you know, or is it an extracted compound from mushrooms, uh, like, like how, what they're for saying, you know, that there's use for a therapy, um, you know, but I, fundamentally, I'm, what I'm thinking about is, you know, at the end of the day, um, these mushrooms, um, it, it's really just treating symptoms, you know, but what are the, um, what are the active What's the process um, that is being taken, perhaps with the aid of the compounds of the mushrooms, to lead towards um, actually solving the root uh, issues, or would this actually lead to a lifetime of reliance on on psychedelics to just escape trauma and escape uh, depression? Is what um, I'll be I'm curious about, you know, and and I aside from the headline and whatever that Stephen has uh, read, I. I've not actually read into this myself, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I wonder so, if uh, it might be a case of, you know, when you go on the actual trip, uh, your brain is unlocked a little bit more and, you you know, you, perhaps you can remember certain things that you would have suppressed. Right. And uh, yeah. by bringing that to light, then maybe the psychologist or, or therapist, therapist can actually then walk you through he, the healing process of that. I, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, but but basically, Stephen, you're saying that if I if I want to go and get some mushrooms, the legal way to do it is, you know, get move to Canada. Move to Canada or start getting medically get a medical cert for PTSD or something, is it? Well, well, I think it's definitely the is you know as just like you know 10 15 years ago where medical marijuana use was was taboo and has now become quite commonplace amongst at least western societies of course in malaysia it's it's very very much legal um and and not really related to to medical use uh, but it is gaining 
I think, popularity in Asia. I think it, it sort of paints a picture of, um, of mushrooms as well um, going into that space, this, this medical area. But, but what was interesting, as Johnson, as you mentioned, about addressing those symptoms, um, so they, they would give it to uh, terminate ill patients and allow them to, um, to take these mushrooms. And in this article, it mentions that um, because she was terminal, she, was, she had anxiety. And now she's given a sense of peace by taking those mushrooms. And, you know, I, I don't know anything about about this person and, and, and what she's going through, but it, it, it also does seem like a bit of a distraction. There's a, there's a little bit of a distraction element and a lack of, of peace that, that um, came out of her diagnosis, her, her terminal illness, that the mushrooms is, is um, supplementing. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I think in those sort of circumstances, the alternative would be, you know, morphine or something, right. Uh, or a sedative. And yeah, you know, it's, so I guess there's the, there's the medical side of things, of course, in this. And I think more in relation to the, you know, I guess the more general thing would be substance abuse, right? And trying to figure out, so how, how would you, and I think coming back to the fact that, uh, you know, what we've been discussing and why we think these sort of, you know, having the ability to have a different narrative or a group that you can belong to, that can support you to think. I think this is, you know, it's that underlying pillar that I think I would like to, leave people with uh, uh, to get into these situations, we need to belong to the supporting group of some form, I think. Right. That, that, that bit cannot be taken away. It's medications that others will deal with some aspects of it because they obviously have a medical, like physiological response. Right? But I think the, the real issue is how do we as people uh, sort of choose to intervene uh, from what is, what is right rather than what is medically convenient. You know, and, and, and to bring in like the, 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 the Christian perspective, um, I really think like being part of a, a Christian is uh, about uh, seeking forgiveness, being able to, um, to forgive yourself and others. And, and a lot of these traumas deal with in terms of not being able to forgive these sort of things. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to also bring up the the spiritual dimension as well of, of um, introducing psychedelics, right? Where you know in, in in the Bible itself, in Greek, the the Greek word for sorcery is pharmakia. You know, and 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 uh, in the past, I think as as Mike has mentioned, you know, things like mushrooms and marijuana has been used by shamans and whatnot too. To induce a trance-like state to reach um, other spirits as well, and and in the Bible it says that uh, we shouldn't uh, toy with these things, you know. And and I feel like, you know, for for people who are believers, they they would that that is one of the topics that you probably uh, wrestle with as well. And I'm not saying that um, just because um, you. Uh, um, you use these substances that immediately, you know, you're putting yourself in trans-like state and, and exposing yourself to, to evil spirits and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's really the, the belief that you put behind, you know, using these uh, things. Yeah, and and I, I suppose just, just, to bring, just to bring that up, you know, and how, how does that fit in in this uh, situation? 
you know, as a, as a believer, you know. Um, yeah, so, so that's just this is what comes to my mind as well. You, you know, I, I suspect that's that's probably going to be a, an issue that a lot of Christians may have to silently um, or, or, or just um, have to confront themselves with that question in terms of drug use or casual drug use. I, I know it's not something new, but now as it comes into more medically, uh, you know, this might be the medical a way forward, then as Christians, that might be something that, that they, we would have to confront. Yeah. Well, I mean, I realized I missed out the most important part. And I think as, as, as believers or Christians as well, you know, it's, um, you know, we, it's about who, who are we putting our, our healing in? Who are we putting our faith in, you know, in, in overcoming depression, overcoming trauma, you know, because Jesus himself uh, promises that rest, that peace that surpasses all things, um, you know, Come, all you who are heavy laden, and and you know, put your cast your cares on, on on me. It's what uh, Jesus says, you know. And 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 where does that fit in all of this? You know, as a, I, I'm just imagining you know Christians who are facing depression and, and trauma, you know, where, um, yeah, how how does this fit in? You know, medical mushroom or 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 Jesus, you know. Um, how, how do you make a decision? I think that's. But I think that's actually a, a, a big issue that is actually happening in the Christian community is that many actually don't understand the extent of the spiritual side of things. Like a lot of things could be taken care of by focusing on the spiritual side where people are actually seeking physical or whatever else is, is happening currently. They're seeking the other alternatives, which really when you go to the crux of it could have been dealt with on a spiritual side and we don't actually understand i mean i speak this from a from a perspective of i've only recently learned just how far reaching the spiritual side actually has on a person's life um but i think that's a, a discussion that we can really break up into uh, <laughs> another long <laughs> uh, 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 detailed discussion on its own yeah right? we could we could almost have a season of podcasts on, <laughs> Correct. Correct. on suffering and, uh... but but i think the the crux is like what yeah. you're saying is like how far do you want to go uh if the bible is already warning you against um not taking this particular alternate uh, route um how far are you actually prepared to go within it or would you rather prefer to go and, and go with what the bible is saying and really just turn to jesus and let him take care of it uh, but i mean in the same breath you can also go then is is how far do you actually go it's like uh what does the bible say about organ transplant you know and these kinds of things so i'm just playing devil's advocate as well but i think that alone is also another conversation that we could have <laughs> As, as Dev said, it's like this could be a whole long series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so sorry, Dev. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, so Canada is uh, becoming quite psychedelic on their side. <laughs> um, good to see. Woohoo! <laughs> well done oh, for them. I hope. Uh, but I think we should probably uh, probably give it a close it <laughs> over here. Or yeah, do you guys have anything else to say? Anything more you want to carry on? Otherwise, we can bring it down to a close. 
No, no, I think, uh, you know, coming back to the earlier discussion about, you know, I think around this celebrating men and, but I think the, the real thing, uh, you know, I wonder what they would have done, what my life would have looked at if I really focused on sort of also, while, while gratitude uh, was obviously important, but that ability to really truly celebrate, right? Uh, celebrate things that mattered, celebrate the people that mattered in my, in my life, celebrate, actually had a way to actively uh, acknowledge these role models and uplift them, right? I, I wonder whether we would have, you know, it would have affected me, so, you know, at least, I'm sure it would have affected my psychological state very differently. Right? I would have appreciated the, the sources of aspirations very differently, I think. I don't know what you guys think. I think for sure it would have not only affected your that, but would it affected your relationships? Mm. And, and I think it's really important to have that that sort of piece, right? As we, you know, we talk about the importance of having gratitude, right? And having conversations around gratitude. I think these, these sort of uh, situations, I think help, help you find the right people who can speak truth into your life, almost. Because those should be the sort of people, right? That you would recognize as role models, right? The ones who actually put you, or not actually put you into crucible moments, but true crucible moments are the ones that help you navigate, right? and help, help you persevere are the kinds of people that you lock on. They're the straws that you grasp on, but they, you realize that they're actually strong foundations, right? They're not just you're going to fade away or, be, or drift away in the stream. Yeah, that's very true. I think with, with such a great insight, I think that's probably the place where we can, we can call a close. <laughs> because otherwise I know we're going to continue on in this conversation for another two, three hours. So guys, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, I hope you guys will find the, the conversation fruitful. I certainly did. Uh, yeah. I loved hearing Always. perspectives and I, I gained a, quite a few nuggets from this discussion. For sure. Thank you so much. I, I've really enjoyed this time. Yeah. Looking yeah, forward thanks, to the guys. next time. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to, to spend some time talking. Indeed. I, I, I feel like uh, for International Men's Day, it needs some sort of like team cheer at the end, like men or <laughs> <laughs> international men. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll work on it. Maybe in the future uh, a podcast, then uh, Stephen, you can uh, present to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we nominate you to stand up. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's okay. Let, let's put out and come up with a meme for International <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure chatting. You guys have Bye. a great week. Yep. You too. You guys. Right. Too. Ciao. See you. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye.